Thanks for tuning in. I'm Scott Walter. And I'm Michael Watson. And in this episode, we have Hollywood, sex abuse, and big money left-wing donors, and behind uh, all of it, this is the Influence Watch podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is our first episode of the Influence Watch podcast. What we're going to do on this show is take the major news stories you've been hearing about and then go beneath the surface to reveal the web of connected influence, money, and motivation driving the story. It's sourced primarily from our website, influencewatch.org, which is our online encyclopedia of the donors, nonprofits, and influencers driving politics. This week, Hollywood is falling apart. A cavalcade of executives and celebrities have been accused of sexual misconduct over months, uh, dramatically altering the state of the industry as we know it. There's almost too many names to count, and it all started with accusations against producer and co-founder of the Weinstein Company, Harvey Weinstein. Uh, since then, we've seen accusations against actor and producer Kevin Spacey, producer-director Brett Ratner, TV host Charlie Rose, head of Pixar John Lasseter, writer-director James Toback, producer and head of Amazon Studios Roy Price, actor Jeffrey Tambor, NBC News contributor Mark Halperin, comedian Louis C.K., talent agents Adam Vennett and Tyler Grasham, comedian-turned-senator Al Franken, and many, many more. Not all of these accusations are the same, and they're not all equally credible or equally egregious, but in context, they demonstrate a trend of disgusting lack of respect for women that's been going on as an open secret in the entertainment industry for decades. The place where some might least expect it, given Hollywood's publicly professed progressive values. Mike, uh, Tell us a little bit about the scale of the allegations. The, the scale of the allegations, honestly, are stunning. Uh, Weinstein reportedly faces a criminal investigation in New York City for rape. Uh, the, the district attorney for Manhattan, a gentleman by the name of uh, Cy Vance Jr., uh, who had previously been loath to investigate Weinstein uh, under fairly questionable circumstances. Weinstein's lawyers uh, contributed money to Vance's campaign re-election fund shortly after Vance agreed not to prosecute Weinstein for a previous allegation of criminal sexual assault. Uh, uh, that has no longer proven politically tenable, so now uh, there, have been, there have been reports out of New York City uh, that Vance and his office have uh, brought a case towards the grand jury. The police in Beverly Hills say they are investigating 12, fig uh, 12 entertainment industry figures. The police in Los Angeles say they have at least 28 investigations open. These are both reported by the Los Angeles Times. There's a clear, clear, vast problem, and it's, it's not you know, just inappropriate behavior. These are criminal investigations that are reportedly going, going on. Uh, another thing that is, another scary thing is how long the, some of the more prominent people who have been, who have been indicated, who have been implicated, uh, seem to have gotten away with it. Uh, Weinstein's, the allegations against Weinstein go back to the early 90s. Uh, actress Annabella Ciora uh, accused him of rape uh, back in, back in 1992. Uh, the, the main allegation against Kevin Spacey, which came from actor Anthony Rapp, uh, who, who alleges that Spacey held him, down on the, 
held him down on a bed when he was 14 and attempted to have his way with him. Uh, that dates from 1986. <clears throat> and the, the, other, uh, the other, again, amazing thing is the prominence of some of the, of the people who have made accusations, the people who have been, who have been victimized. Uh, Ashley Judd, Gwyneth Paltrow, Lupita Nyong'o, all very prominent actresses, Oscars and $100 million films, you know, uh, that they have made, uh, have all accused Weinstein of either attempting to improperly solicit them for sexual activity or of worse. Um, and Olivia Munn and Ellen Page, both A-list actresses, uh, have accused Brett Ratner. The, the rot is just so deep. That's, uh, that's really impressive, and it's not just Hollywood either, is it? Uh, journalism has had a lot of uh, high-flying figures crash. Some of the, some of the, high, some of the highest flying. Uh, arguably, the, the sort of the, the, pre, the precursor to everything that's gone down in, in Hollywood was the scandal at Fox News from 2016 when uh, Gretchen Carlson, uh, former, I believe a former presenter, uh, at Fox News came forward alleging uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault by Roger Ailes. Uh, it then came out that Bill O'Reilly, longtime uh, face of the network, uh, had paid vast sums. Uh, I think one of them was reported in over $30 million uh, to settle allegations of improper sexual behavior. Uh, since Weinstein came out, uh, all of all the lefties who are like, haha, you know, Fox is some regressive, you know, uh, this is because they're regressive. No. <laughs> uh, Matt Lauer has been ousted from the Today Show. He's been accused of improper sexual behavior up to and including rape. Uh, Charlie Rose has been kicked off CBS this morning uh, and cut by PBS for sexual harassment. Uh in the print and online media, Glenn Thrush, the, uh, who at least was the White House correspondent for the New York Times, uh, has been, I believe, suspended for making inappropriate comments and inappropriate advances back uh, on female reporters when he was at Politico. Uh, Lockhart Steele, who was the editorial director at Vox, was fired for inappropriate conduct. Michael Oreskes of NPR, also late in the New York Times, Fired for uh, fired for improper conduct, uh, and then when you get up into politics, uh, yes, I was going to say that the so far we've covered the the showbiz uh, side of this because I certainly count uh, most journalism today <laughs> as showbiz. Uh, certainly, the, certainly the Today Show and CBS this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so so it's all showbiz, and then that was exactly my next question to you: is what about uh, as we famously say in Washington here? The showbiz for ugly people, politics. Uh, guess what? They're guilty too. Uh, representatives from both parties uh, have been uh, either accused or have been revealed to have made settlements for inappropriate sexual behavior. One has already resigned. Pressure is building on others to resign. Uh, the in the Senate. There have there has been one senator has been accused uh, as as you mentioned earlier, uh, Al Franken of Minnesota has been accused of improper behavior back when he was in the entertainment industry. Uh, the president has been accused of in, of improper behavior when he was in the en entertainment industry. 
Um, and then candidates in, in various races have been accused of very, very serious improper behavior. Uh, and that is roiling, uh, roiling those races and roiling the balance of power in Washington. Uh, state legislators apparently are worse. Multiple, there have been multiple resignations in California. Uh, there have been, just today, uh, the Daily Beast reported on, in the Texas state legislature, there is a spreadsheet of men who are accused of various forms of misconduct, ranging from being a bad boss up to and including rape. Uh, the the same power imbalance driven uh, uh, misconduct that has roiled Hollywood and has roiled uh, journalism is also roiling politics. And uh, we have probably just begun to to scratch the surface of what's going to come from this. No, I, I think you're right. And I want to t- uh, turn us now uh, a bit into what Influence Watch specializes in, which is uh, tracking the influencers, especially the nonprofit groups, also uh, political groups. And um, in the case of Weinstein and Spacey, uh, they were often prominent in uh, charity work and political involvement. Uh, and that's having repercussions now, isn't it? Uh, massive. Uh, both Weinstein and Spacey, who are right now in entertainment, probably the two most prominent, uh, were very close with the Clinton family. Uh, Weinstein was a major donor to uh, to the Clinton campaigns. He was reportedly a close personal friend of Hillary Clinton, who would send him things like, uh, who would send her things like uh, film pre-release screeners. And just uh, just the other day, uh, the New York Times came out with a very kind of bombshell report that Weinstein was working with Clinton on a documentary film as recently as September. The allegations broke in October. Yeah, just, just <laughs> All, weeks you know, before. Just, with- just weeks, but just weeks before. And then you know, multi- you know, a couple of entertainment industry figures, uh, actress Lena Dunham and uh, Glossy Magazine publisher Tina Brown claim that they had warned the Clinton campaigns, both in 2008 and 2016, that Weinstein was bad news. And there's an irony here because, of course, uh, Hillary Clinton very much traded on her uh, being the first uh, women candidate for president, uh, and yet there's a, there's a perverse irony, uh, especially with Weinstein and the uh, allegations against him compared to his uh, charitable contributions or or pledged charitable contributions. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, uh, he Weinstein was a prominent was wanted to be a prominent supporter of of Planned Parenthood and of liberal women's issues. Um, he and his now estranged, I believe they haven't finally filed for divorce, but I believe they are estranged. Uh, wife, New York fashion designer Georgina Chapman, attended Planned Parenthood's big 100-year gala, uh, where Hillary Clinton gave a speech. Weinstein pledged Planned Parenthood a $100,000 contribution. Uh, The Planned Parenthood has denied ever having received it. Of course, they did that after Weinstein turned out to be a horrible person. So, you know, whether that's true or not, 
only they know. Yes, that's not something that has to be disclosed. No. Uh, and and again, it goes back even even further, uh, especially in Weinstein's case. The back in the 2012 campaign, he was uh, conducting fundraisers for the re-election of President Obama. Uh, Weinstein apparently gave a speech, the Hartford Current reports, in which he said, "Quote." Fighting for Planned Parenthood and protecting women's rights, this president has fought the good fight. Takes on a bit of a sinister undertone now that you think about what Weinstein has allegedly done. Um, yes, I remember too in the uh, in the New York Times story. There's the point about how uh, when Weinstein would be challenged uh, for being a sociopath, apparently uh, he uh, had as one of his standard response. I'm friends with the president. Who are you friends with? Yep. He, he, and he had, again, if you accept the New York Times reporting, which seems to be pretty well sourced, seems to be pretty thorough, uh, that he had an elaborate network of intimidation tactics, of influence, essentially influence buying, influence trading that he used to either throw reporters off the case, to give reporters something else to do, commissioning books and films that they that they would then go do instead of chasing him down, uh, you know, or ultimately making making legal threats uh, and and influence trading threats. Uh, and it wasn't just his political contributions, though. Again, the the charitable side of this mattered. Uh, he, I believe, was offering a large sum of money to Rutgers. Uh, he gave them a large sum of money, $100,000. Uh, Rutgers, a couple years ago, uh, commissioned a Gloria Steinem Endowed Chair in Media, Culture, and Feminist Studies. Uh, Weinstein was among the many notables uh, who, who contributed to this, again, to show I'm a good, you know, liberal feminist. And... Again, where it gets where it gets interesting is in his last after the the New York Times reported the first allegations in advance of uh, lest we forget the New Yorker and uh, Ronan Farrow, who was going to come out with even more explosive allegations. Uh, he put out this bizarre statement in which he tried to clean up. What was about what had been revealed in the New York Times and what was about to be revealed by the New Yorker and by Ronan Farrow, by among other things, attacking the National Rifle Association and offering to endow a chair and scholarships for women directors at the University of Southern California. And that was now, again, to everyone's credit, you know, everybody saw right through it because of. Again, probably just because of the sheer scale of what he was accused of. But, you know, this was an attempt at a proactive cleanup operation. Yes, I, th- I, think, uh, I think the term for that ought to be charity washing, uh, where you try to wash away your bad deeds with claims uh, that you're a generous, wonderful uh, contributor to charities. And there's, speaking of, uh, of, of very dubious charities, we should move from Weinstein here for a moment to Kevin Spacey. Uh, his charitable work uh, hasn't yet been seriously impugned, but is a little creepy, if you want to explain for our 
listeners. Sure. The Kevin Spacey, uh, before it was revealed that he had allegedly been preying on young young men in the entertainment industry, ran a Kevin Spacey Foundation, and one of its its principal charitable activity was offering mentorship and scholarships to quote emerging artists close quote. Uh, given what he stands accused of, one immediately has to worry that he was doing something like what disgraced uh, Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, who was convicted for uh, gross uh, child sexual abuse, was doing with his charity, The Second Mile, which was using a charity as a front to either bring himself into contact with people that he could then abuse or to prepare people to be abused. Uh, Now, for the record, there have been, to my knowledge, no allegations that Spacey did that. However, it certainly seems to warrant investigation, very, very serious investigation, given the allegations that have come out against him. And it's not just Anthony Rapp, apparently up at least 14 14 men have come forward and said that Spacey uh, engaged in unwanted sexual contact. No, it's it's quite disturbing. Well, uh, what do you make of the bigger picture here? Uh, You know, what's what's going on and what's likely to happen? I mean, it's kind of hard to say. We've, for the past, you know, the, the first allegations against Weinstein came out in late October. And since then, it has, again, they have spiraled. Uh, we, what we seem to have revealed is that throughout American public life, in just about every walk of American public life, prominent and powerful men have spent most of the past 30 years getting away with atrocious behavior, atrocious even criminal behavior. You know, two of the three major network morning shows, the male anchor has been has been fired for sexual misconduct. Both major political parties have prominent figures who have been implicated in sexual misconduct. Press outlets, New York Times, NPR, Vox Media, all have had to sideline people for misconduct ranging from inappropriate workplace behavior to alleged sexual assault. Ultimately, it looks like that sort of Clinton-era idea that as long as you were a good progressive, as long as you were, as long as you gave lip service to women's rights as the left understood it, that you would have what was derided as one free grope, that seems to be gone. Now, I put an asterisk there because there are some of, especially in politics, some of these figures are now are trying to hang on. Uh, it's possible our political system may be built fail deadly, such that politics has a harder, harder job getting rid of these people, because partisans have to you know partisans go into the rationalizations that oh, they're a hostile media outlet, or oh, they're a, if, if I don't vote for 
this compromised candidate, uh, then bad things will happen. So that may that may be failed. You know that may be failed deadly. That may prevent the cleansing that has that is occurring and seems to be occurring in Hollywood and the media from taking place in politics. We shouldn't just be talking about the abusers, I guess. The, uh, the, there are lots of enablers who don't themselves uh, abuse but are uh, critically important uh, in support of the actual abusers. I mean, in, in politics, I think it was 10 days was the clock on Nancy Pelosi saying anything about her very powerful colleague, Mr. Conyers. And in the New York Times stories, you have Weinstein having various uh, female staffers who were his apparently procurers, it's alleged. Um, they, if, if, you, if you read Ronan Farrow's reporting on Weinstein and also the latest New York Times reporting on Weinstein, the elaborate defenses and the number of people who either were accomplices or should have known that there was something bad going on is, is stunning. I want to throw the. Uh, I think it was the first New York Times story to, to give credit, but in any event, there's an aspect of this that uh, that's been reported once, but I haven't heard much comment on. And I think it's it's it, it unites Hollywood and politics yet again, and that is uh, Weinstein for a good while knew that he was being uh, tracked, uh, the dirt was being accumulated, people were beginning to talk, and he went into very elaborate defenses. And one of the most stunning elaborate defenses was hiring uh, a, a private investigation firm that used, among other things, former Mossad agents. And the PIs were supposed to track down dirt on the people who were going to hurt him. And, 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 and to, to build on that, this also implicated the daughter of Gloria Allred, the famous feminist attorney. Uh, Lisa Bloom, who was also purports to be a famous feminist attorney, originally represented Weinstein, and allegedly, I think it might have been the Faro, the Faro report, said that she was involved in that sort of uh, discrediting effort. Uh, but again, another thing, you know, and if if I may recall Weinstein's hilarious uh, statement that he gave the night that the the New York Times dropped the initial allegations uh, to try to explain that he was a good person and that this wasn't just an act of charity washing. This wasn't just an act of covering himself. He said, quote, about his US, the USC programs that he was endowing, quote, one year ago, I began organizing a $5 million foundation to give scholarships to women directors at the University of Southern California. While this might seem coincidental, it has been in the works for a year. Problem is that Ronan Farrow's reporting had also been in the works for at least most of that year. And yes. lest we uh, lest we let NBC off the hook, uh, Farrow was a sign was a contributor uh, to NBC, which was Matt Lauer's network, uh, also the network at which uh, now President Donald Trump was a uh, major entertainment figure for for many many years as host of The Apprentice. Both men have been accused of various nefarious activities, uh, and NBC told, appears to have told Farrow to take a hike with his story, for which I would argue he deserves the Pulitzer Prize. 
Yep. Was, and the subject of enablers. <laughs> yep. No, well, and, and, and another enabler who spans uh, the, the worlds of politics and Hollywood is uh, the very prominent, powerful lawyer, David Boies. And the New York Times had uh, explained that Boies was apparently the bag man for the dirty private investigative firm that was helping Weinstein uh, harass his potential critics. And the, the reason for using an attorney for that, of course, is because then you can try to claim that your dirty PI work uh, deserves attorney-client privilege uh, in a way it wouldn't otherwise get if you just wrote the check directly to the, to the PI firm. But then in the final twist on all of this, because uh, th- this, is, this is really impressive, and as I say, I, I'm, I think it deserves much more attention. It's the kind of thing we like to, to feature for Influence Watch for the connections that people are missing. David Boies, powerful Democratic attorney, in fact, he was in on the on the the recount yeah, was, in Florida. Wasn't he, wasn't he Gore's, Gore's lawyer in Bush v. Yeah, Gore? Yeah, he was. He was the he was the lawyer in the the recount fight uh, over um, the Gore election in two thousand. Um, he was prominent. In the, uh, he was the leader, I believe, of the the Prop Eight uh, legal fight, to getting rid of California's uh, ballot initiative that uh, defined marriage in traditional fashion. But he not only had Harvey Weinstein as a client on the Hollywood side. He also had the New York Times as a client while on the, New- while the journalism the New York, side. While the New York Times was reporting out a story that ultimately was not published uh, regarding Weinstein's alleged misbehavior. Yes. So, and even uh, now, th- that's a, an, an egregious violation of of, uh, of legal ethics, to say nothing of perhaps some other kinds of ethics. And uh, I, I was amused that boys in the New York Times story, they did bother to ask him about the irregularity of serving both sides uh, like that. And he admitted that he probably shouldn't have done that. But that's uh, that that's a degree of enabling that I think uh, deserves some sort of blue ribbon. Um, so there's, it, you know, the folks uh, in the rest of America who don't live in powerful Washington, D.C. or Hollywood or uh, Pacific Heights or something, the, um, I, I wonder if they're going to look at this and think this is a tiny, powerful elite that really looks after itself. Do you think it's, it's going to feed into that view? Ah, possibly. Um, again, I think the you know there that there's pro, you know there's problems for everybody in all of this what the what the uh, new york post has taken to calling prove nato um, the 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 left and the democrats suffer because hollywood is losing some of its luster certainly as a as a moral force the people you know who watch south park will remember the smug alert episode where george clooney's speech at the oscars against then president george w bush is going to mix with the cloud of smug from San Francisco and destroy the town. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they, they have much less to be smug about this year than they did in previous years. And I think at this point we can say that Weinstein and Spacey were the tip of the iceberg. Uh, more, have, you know, more have come out. It keeps coming out. Uh, and then the 501c, the sort of 501c advocacy groups that these stars have lent their star power to Planned Parenthood being perhaps the most notable. Uh, also, um, you know there are you know there are there are others, but Planned Parenthood's the most notable. Are they going to lose that sort of reflected shine as well? 
and then you have the fact that numerous prominent current and former Democratic politicians work in and for Hollywood, or people close to prominent Democratic politicians work in, in and for Hollywood. Uh, the head of MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, which is the main 501c6 business league lobbying organization on behalf of the film industry, uh, is former senator from Connecticut, Chris Dodd. Who, by the way, had some old-fashioned scandal in his, uh, which is, say, money rather than sex, <laughs> uh, in his past, uh, because why is he, why is he the ex-senator of Connecticut? Uh, was it mortgages? Yeah, he had he was he was mixed up in uh, he he was one of the was he, uh, was he in the, country was it countrywide con- countrywide friends of um, mm. uh, he was in the elite friends of the head of countrywide which was a uh, a not terribly clean mortgage company uh, and had some very very pleasant terms uh, on one of his mortgages although to be fair let's not forget that Chris Dodd was also back before that he was the notorious partner in crime. Uh, with Senator Ted Kennedy, um, who still deserves to be recognized as one of the leading famous uh, sex scandal um, politicians. Uh, in, in fact, I'll, I'll date myself. I'm old enough to remember the uh, Robert Bork Senate, or sorry, uh, Supreme Court nomination battle, uh, which was back in the 80s in the Reagan administration. He was a uh, Reagan appointed uh, Judge Robert Bork, who was probably the most distinguished conservative legal thinker of the 20th century. Uh, to I, join I give the that court. to Antonin Scalia, but well, <laughs> Scalia and Bork were good, good best friends and 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 both giants. Uh, but Scalia uh, got through easily right after the uh, re-election of Reagan, and Bork unfortunately was nominated just as the Iran Contra scandal was starting. Uh, uh, under President Reagan, but uh, the fight against him was led by Ted Kennedy. And again, the feminist uh, activist groups were very concerned about this because they were very worried that Judge Bork, though he had never uttered any words about abortion, was a strict constructionist in legal terms. And so he was uh, thought to imperil the, the Roe v. Wade abortion decision. And so their ch- uh, the women's group's champion, uh, Ted Kennedy, uh, was the leading attacker of Bork, and it was um, uh, one. I don't. I, I'm not going to remember the outlet. It was the New Yorker. It was a. It was a liberal magazine that had a long piece on Ted Kennedy. And if they're to be believed, uh, on the very day in the Bork confirmation hearings, that was entirely devoted to feminist groups. Uh, during the lunch break, Ted Kennedy and Chris Dodd uh, went to a very fine and expensive French restaurant and had some uh, thoroughly unseemly behavior with the waitresses at the same. So it's uh, maybe this is a longer story than, than we realize. It's just, but the big cultural change seems to be that the, Yeah, the big, the big, the big cultural change is that, now, is that now people are coming forward. And I think, uh, you know, part of, again, part of the difficulty for the right is that who is the, the in traditional sheep farming in you know pastoral societies there's a there's this, the talk of the Judas goat which is a goat that is trained to lead the sheep to the lead the lambs either to the shearer or to the slaughter who is the Judas goat in all this I would argue it is the president of the United States uh, in the 2016 election he appeared to get away with extraordinarily bad conduct uh, you know, numerous accusations about his personal behavior. Obviously, he said disgusting things. 
and he got away with it. And I think that in that sort of karmic visiting upon progressives for the sins of Bill Clinton, who obviously got away with... Considerably worse behavior but, by all accounts. I mean, Bill Clinton has been credibly accused of rape. To my knowledge, Donald Trump is not. The uh, the fact that he got that Trump got away with it, I think that set something off in a new kind of leftist, of a new kind of progressive who kind of believes all the stuff that progressives say they believe. Uh, that there are consequences to letting. Uh, letting the Bill Clintons of the world get away with it. And I think that is part of why you have seen the the sort of breakout of people who are willing to come forward because they believe now that there will be consequences. Um, but again, to throw another another tie, you know, uh, you know, former Obama administration chief of staff, now mayor of Chicago, Rahm, uh, Rahm Emanuel, is three degrees of Kevin Bacon from a major, uh, for one of the major Hollywood sex scandals. His brother Ari runs William Morris Endeavor, which is one of the big talent agencies that represents uh, numerous Hollywood actors. Uh, Adam Sandler is one of the most prominent. Uh, until recently, uh, one of uh, William, Morris's, William Morris Endeavor's clients was Terry Crews, uh, the former NFL player uh, now on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that's the show that I watch that he's in. Um, and he accused one of their agents of, uh, a guy by the name of Adam Venet, of just grabbing him in the frontal area uh, in a manner that was extremely, extremely inappropriate <laughs> and legally probably sexual assault. Um, Cruz has now sued Venet and William Morris Endeavor, uh, especially now that after... William Morris Endeavor has reinstated Venet. Uh, Cruz's uh, position was that I gave the the company a chance to do the right thing, to take Venet's accusation seriously, uh, take my accusation against Venet seriously. There are apparently witnesses. They didn't. They suspended him for a couple weeks and then let him come back. Now, now Cruz is sued, and. The, and the and one of the proprietors is the brother of Rahm Emanuel. Yep. Uh, the more you're tied into these networks, if they are as corrupted as they appear to be, the more problems you will have. Yeah, well, the the there uh, we haven't touched on uh, some of the ramifications for the film industry that are likely to happen. Uh, again, speaking of influence, the film industry's influence is both in the political world and uh, your, your television set on a given evening, but it's also influenced in uh, state and local politics and money in a way that a lot of people don't realize. Uh, sure, and if you happen to be a Maryland taxpayer, you have contributed to the pocketbook of one Kevin Spacey indirectly. Uh, a lot of states, Maryland, uh, Maryland does it, Georgia does it, a lot of, sho- a lot of shows, you know, made in Georgia. Well, it's because... Georgia is giving them tax subsidies. Maryland famously did it for House of Cards, which would starred one Kevin Spacey, who has been credibly accused of numerous counts of sexual assault. Uh, 
you know, state legislators like this because it's good, you know, they think it's good for tourism, they get lobbied, they get to then go to the, go to the party. And they get to join the elite, They get to, they get, they get to, they get to, they get to feel like they're a part of, part of the glitz and glam. But if it comes out that actually you're probably dealing with some really nefarious people, that, that may go away. Other favors that the uh, motion picture industry counts on uh, things like content, you know, uh, copyright deals, uh, the the Disney rule that the Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse rule, uh, where copyright just keeps getting extended whenever it turns out that Mickey Mouse is about to enter the public domain. Uh, trading arrangements with foreign countries that may uh, that may involve. A services a services side of the trade agreement that would benefit the motion picture industry. The more that comes out, the less culture. The more the cultural power of Hollywood is tainted. The more that that photograph of you as a politician, you know, say you're the, the chairman of the Maryland Ways and Me- Maryland House Ways and Means Committee, you know, if actually your photograph with Kevin Spacey isn't look at how cool I am, but Please, feminist primary challenger, hit me. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know that's going to that's going to impact the the industry's ability to to do business, especially if it seems like they're getting special favors, which they are. No, exactly, and it's exactly that kind of influence that we're going to be investigating uh, every week here. So that's our show for this week. But if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, know that we also broadcast a live video version of the same podcast at 10 a.m. on Thursdays on Facebook Live and YouTube. And to check us out, go to capitalresearch.org for our YouTube and Facebook links. And if you're watching the video version, we encourage you to subscribe to the audio on your preferred podcast platform. Uh, Thanks so much, Mike. We'll see you next week. See you next week.